0: Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and I want to welcome you, the listener, To this show this week, we have, uh, as always, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And to our delight, Paul Wiseman has the time uh, this week to spend a few moments with our listeners discussing the diamond markets and the overall gold and silver markets. So we're happy to have him aboard too. Paul Wiseman, as you all know, the President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And in the news this week, there is lots to discuss before we get there. Uh, Let me tune you into what is important about this show. It is a show on gold and silver and natural fancy colored diamonds. If you are listening for the first time, the website is guildhallwealth.com. Go there often as you please. And remember, the information that you take from that website or request is free of charge. We want you to be educated. We want you to have the knowledge to make good decisions. We are gonna talk about a lot today, gentlemen. I wanna remind our listeners that we are not your financial planners or advisors. We leave that tab. To those who are the professionals in that arena, but we are experts in natural fancy color diamonds physical gold, and physical silver. We talk about the logistics, how to buy, sell, and store those products, and we're happy to help you out because we know that your wealth is important to you. Now, over the course of this show, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to lead off the show today with a little discussion on a particular diamond of great interest to our listeners and those looking to make money. Uh, We are going to be spending a little bit of time Talking about gold and silver, and in particular, the U.S. marketplace as it relates to gold and silver, we got an article from the South China Morning Post On uh, something that we like to discuss, which is behind the headlines. And uh, there's also some discussion on what has been found at the Rio Tinto mine. A particular interesting diamond was uncovered there. And also, Jeremy, we are going to be discussing a little bit about world's central banks and why they want more gold. Add to that the usual flavor and the spice of everything we throw in about home equity and real estate and all those things that come together to make us understand Understand the reasons why we should be protecting our wealth, Paul. Let's get the show started this week. We want to talk a little bit about diamonds right off the get-go, and in particular, you've brought to our attention this week uh, a diamond that is of great value. If you are interested in making money,
1: yeah, absolutely, Darren. And um, I have a diamond in in actual fact that went on hold for a client, and um, it's a 152 intense. Flawless. This means there is no inclusions on the inside or outside. It is the most perfect diamond. Uh, A diamond like this comes to market maybe two, three a year maximum because it's polished uh, to perfection. Um, We have this diamond actually. It was on our website for just under $30,000 US. Uh, We're putting it in for $40,000 Canadian tax in. As I said, it's a 152 intense, flawless. Now we have a guild collection we don't have inventory it's a collection we go out and collect the most beautiful diamonds that are incredible that we know are in- going to increase in value we don't buy diamonds as impulse items we don't sell white diamonds that are engagement rings we sell the finest of colored natural fancy colored diamonds
0: all right you, you make a good point there paul you mentioned two words inventory and collection As a discerning listener, somebody who is interested in potentially making money via a diamond, what do you feel are the main differences between having an inventory, which might be commonly found in other retailers that uh, you go to, websites, jewelers, things like that, versus a collection that emphasizes the idea of making money or an investment versus just ownership?
1: Well, you know, to put it in layman's terms, uh, if you were an antique car collector, uh, you'd want to collect the finest antiques because they go up in value. You know, if there was only 200 cars Ferraris manufactured in a certain year, and you could allocate or find a Ferrari th- from 1962, it's only going to go up in value. This is the same thing with natural fancy colored diamonds. There's only a few mines that are still open. There is not a lot of natural fancy colored diamonds of quality out there. That's why when you just said talking about inventory and talking about a collection. Yeah, inventory means you've got diamonds that are SI1, SI2, which means they're very low uh, clarity. Very few have internally flawless. If you go to our website and go to guildhallwealth.com, go into the diamond section, you're going to see in yellows internally flawless. We have more internally flawless yellows than probably anybody in the world at the moment. Our pinks are VS quality and are of the highest, highest quality in the Argyle diamonds.
0: All right, Paul, now in talking about all those things and piecing it together, I'm more focused as an investor on what earns me the best return versus for me personally, maybe wearing or showcasing or highlighting it as wealth to wear, which we talk about on a regular basis. A diamond like this over the next 10 year, 12 year period, is it safe to say that this is the type of investment starting with this type of flawless investment grade yellow intense diamond is it safe to say that this is the type of diamond that could double in value over 10 12 years
1: oh absolutely
0: all right so with that in mind let's again throw out that website guildhallwealth.com there is a diamond package you can have as an investor we'd love to share it with you Uh, if you want to give us a call or if you'd like to contact us through the website you can do so we'll be happy to send that package out to you but diamonds every bit the same part to play in your wealth insurance as gold and silver do. And we like you to own both. Now, on the topic of gold and silver, not only uh, has there been some tremendous buying opportunity already in this first quarter, but there is numerous reports out stating, stating right now that what we have seen in the U.S. economy, gentlemen, is just hype. It is
1: total hype. Well, I want to just get, just bring up something right now. Uh, The jobless claims, as we're recording this show on Thursday, the jobless claims in the U.S. rose 37,000 as of April the 20th, bringing the total to 230,000 for the week of April the 20th. Also, 3M um, cut 2,000 jobs. Um, Is this the canary in the coal mine? 3M is an industrial company that makes everything from post-it notes to medical supplies to engineering supplies or, or anything to do with industrial. So this is kind of scary. And I'm looking at retail stores that have closed in 2019. Over 6,000 stores have closed. That's more than the whole of 2018. Stores like The Gap, Victoria's Secret, JC Penney, Abercrombie & Fitch, even Tesla have taken stores out of the malls. Now you have to understand when these stores close, um, the staff receive compensation, severance, pay, packages, And when those packages run out, if they can't find jobs, they go on unemployment. So these figures are absolutely skewed. When even 30,000, 37,000 jobs that people have gone on unemployment, there was an awful lot of closings at the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. So I think this tells you what's really going on in the States.
0: Well, in fact, I have with me an article from the South China Morning Post, and this is the opportunity to look at the other side of the world and their opinion. There's a particular good author on there called uh, named Stephen Roach. And he wrote an article called The U.S. Economy is Far From Sound No Matter What the Hype. And he says in this article, and we'll prepare this for our weekly newsletter if you want to get on that newsletter, uh, you can do so via the website, that the recent market correction that started in 2018 is no fleeting aberration. With its ultra-low saving rate, unrestrained spending, and misguided policies, America is living off its future prosperity. He goes on further to say the spin is all too predictable. With the US stock market clawing its way back from the sharp correction of early February, the mindless mantra of the great bull market has returned. The recent correction is now being characterized as a fleeting aberration, a volatility shock in what is still deemed to be a very accommodating investment climate. After all, the argument goes, economic fundamentals, not just in the United States, but worldwide, haven't been this good in a long, long time. Well, in the second segment, let's debate that. Are they as good as they say? What does this article go on to say further about it? And in the meantime, if you have been listening to this show and you want to, as we come to the close of segment number one, get some information into your hands on gold and silver. Let us remind you that you can do so by simply going to guildhallwealth.com. That's guildhallwealth.com, our website, where you can request a free information package where you can buy Gold and silver online through our e store, where you can add physical gold and silver to your registered accounts. And still, by the way, take advantage of our one free gram of gold for every 5,000 US you put into the market up to a maximum of 10 grams. And where you can talk about things like storing your gold and silver. We will also later in the show bring up a couple of examples of an account we love called Allocated Financing, and more on the uh, article we were just mentioning in the second segment. There is a lot to talk about, gentlemen. Let's wrap this up. We'll be back in a brief couple of minutes. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to the Real Money Show. I'm Darren Long, your host, and alongside today is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall, and Paul Wiseman, the President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And gentlemen, lots happening here this week in the gold and silver market. A little bit of a tussle price wise back and forth, but again, still sitting in this range, which I think blows everybody's mind. We wake up every morning and watch these little bit of dwibbles back and forth in pricing, but the reality is this is not a time to think so much about price. Prices, it is about getting that product. It's about stacking and adding to it, it's and about, we do that so comfortably here at Giltow. It's about
1: buying ounces. It's not about the dollars. It's not about the cents. Right. It's about accumulating at these prices because it can only go up from here. Jeremy, have when, you been co-
2: accumulating any at all? These I'm, prices. I'm, I'm always accumulating on a regular basis. So you know, sometimes we wait. We see a great dip, and we go, "Okay, I'm going to jump in." Sure. But for me, most of the time, I just I buy when I'm buying. I don't. It's really, been so I don't good. Really We've been so fortunate. So but you, you know, we did see that that Bank of Canada let, left the rates unchanged, and it and the dollar went down as a result. So if you held gold in your portfolio, you actually gained on that because you held it, right? It's similar to when Brexit happened, the Brexit vote in 2016, uh, the British pound dropped 30% against a basket of goods. Gold went up 30% in that currency. So the reason for holding gold long term is that it has no counterparty risk, and it's a way to hedge against devaluing dollars. This was always going to come back to the inflation side of things. Governments want to continue to build debt. They want to grow the debt. They want to, you know, basically, how are they going to pay it off other than taxation and inflation? And... You're either going to let it silently happen to you, or you're going to fight to keep the money that you've worked so hard to get. And gold is one of those things that really does an incredible job of hedging that inflation. So if you believe it's at 2% a year, then every 10 years you're losing 20% of your purchasing power. You know, when we speak to people day-to-day, Darren, most people say, yeah, it's probably more like 5% when I'm looking at the increase to my insurance, my energy bills, uh, your gas bill now, uh, groceries, going out to the movies, whatever. It's probably more like 5%, which means every 10 years you're losing 50% of your purchasing power because the government is going into further and further debt. They want to devalue the currency, which means you have less to spend every month. And as a result, we know… That we're going to talk about an article in a few moments about how Canadians are actually dealing with that, because they're not owning enough gold. Right. Well,
1: one of the things as well is, if the, you know, when you look at inflation, look what it costs to bring fruit and vegetables in across the border, when the currency in the last couple of days has dropped two percent. That's so, right. So it went from a dollar thirty-three to a dollar thirty-five. You know, you add that when when those food importers. Bring in that you know, those 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 products, they are paying more for that product. You can only hedge so much on FX.
2: And the gas prices too, right? With the carbon tax, hmm. those those trucks carrying As- avocados from Mexico Have to are paying more. That's going to end up at avocado price being higher.
0: Ask somebody in Vancouver right now how happy they are about gas prices. The other day, in fact, yesterday we're taping the show on Thursday. On on Wednesday, the national or the provincial average, uh, as it related to gas overall in Canada, I mean into uh, BC, was probably about twenty cents lower than what it was in Vancouver. In Vancouver, they are averaging for regular gas per liter one seventy two right now. So again that just eats right into the pocket of every individual and some may say hey choose to live in vancouver choose to pay higher prices choose to live in the core of toronto you choose to pay higher prices but the fact is there's still a percentage of people all over canada that don't have that choice and that's just a sign or a shot across the bow a
1: warning if you will of what's going to happen it is going to happen yeah but you know inflation is hidden in packaging the packaging is getting in smaller I was at the airport uh, last week I got a package of potato chips I opened the bag they were on the witness protection program <laughs> there was no potato chips it was like three in the bag you know for three times the cost anywhere at the airport but that's another subject but inflation is there um, it's hidden and as Jeremy said you know if inflation is two percent a year which it's probably not, over 10 years, it costs you 20%. It's confiscation of your wealth. You need to protect it by owning gold and silver and a natural fancy color diamond.
0: Guildhallwealth.com is the website. You can go there if you're listening and get that free investor kit. Get the free diamond investor kit. Get both if you want to know more about both topics. I highly recommend it. And what's the worst case that could happen? You take a look at those and you decide it's not for you. The best case, you figure out that this is a genuine way to ensure your wealth, to what to protect what is important to you. And Jeremy, we have talked about, in fact, a number of topics, but one that has always stood in my mind as being essential to understand is silver and gold as savings. You've brought it up over the years that we've discussed that. And I think one of the reasons is because in a booming economy, savings rates usually are an indication of health, and they usually go higher. This article, and this is the last point on this particular article we're going to share this week, uh, this article that we we're talking about in the first segment from Stephen Roach in the South China Morning Post points out specifically that the American net national saving rate, which is the sum of saving of businesses, households, and the government sector altogether stood at just 2.1% of the national income in the third quarter of last year, which is peanuts. It's nothing. And if you take away the the government who's trying to balance and you take away the businesses who are trying to balance, the household savings rate is 1.5%. Do you it's know what nothing. it is in Canada? It's next
2: to nothing. In Canada, it can't be much different. If you go to tradingeconomics.com, you'll see that um, household saving rate in Canada increased to a whole 1.1% in the Woo-hoo! fourth quarter of 2018 from 08 And uh, It's a scary thought. And now it's, it's going back down. It's a scary, um, scary thought. Which leads us to the other story we were talking about Yeah, let's today. get to that actually because it's
0: very important.
2: So uh, this one comes from betterdwelling.com. Um, it's sort of the alternative uh, real estate uh, place to get some real estate news on, on Canada. And uh, this one, the title is Can- Canadians used over $298 billion in home equity to secure loans. And this was uh, for the month of February. So again savings rate is super low and canadians borrowed 298 billion dollars in february 266 was for personal loans and 32 was for business loans so i think given the low savings rates incredibly low savings rates one has to ask what is this equity being used for is it to keep up with the joneses is it to pay off personal debt is it to keep the businesses alive it's, to survive. it's is to, it survive. to survive it is to survive is it to buy another property uh, you know, we don't really I know mean, for sure.
1: Yeah, but the, the the whole thinking behind that is, if someone bought a house for five, six hundred thousand dollars, six, seven years ago, and it's worth a million, million two, they're just using up their equity. I mean, basically, they're borrowing against. The equity to keep. Well, there's up. a reason for that, because, though, Paul, because, because wages, they don't get it anywhere yeah, else. No, exactly. Wa- exactly. Wages haven't gone up. Exactly. Um, you know, we can. We we always talk about the states rather than talking about Canada when we're talking about precious metals. But that one percent, you know, makes all the money. Um, if you look at, you know, nothing's changed in the states. One in six people are on food stamps. Right. Um, you know, the poverty line. The, the, what what. What's the minimum wage? I mean, I I was reading this morning about, I think in 15, 16 states, Uber drivers are going on strike because they make about $8.95 an hour. Uh, And, you know, Uber's going to go public, well, for $10 billion or whatever it is. They want more money. You can't keep on throwing, we're making all these billions or or raising billions and we're not, and the lower end, the drivers are not making anything.
2: That's why, in, in, if you're looking at owning precious metals, something like gold, over the last 15 years, um, you know, you're know you looking at, at gains in the 300% plus range. I mean, I think in, uh, in Canadian dollars, gold's up 257% over the last 16 years. And it does surprise every single person I, I show this to that gold's only had two down years in that entire span. One was maybe 2% in, like, 2004, and then in 2012, 13, it went down 23%, and that was after six, seven years of double-digit gains. So it didn't really give back a whole lot after it really moved up. And then, of course, you know, we're talking about protection, 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 insurance, but when there is a crisis, silver goes through the roof, and given the supply demand right now on the precious metals – it doesn't get a better time to be buying insurance when supposedly things are great or you know you start to see things are getting a little uh, – there's a lot of tension out there politically and uh, geopolitically and also economically. You want to be prepared. And when it does strike, you want to make sure that you own that product.
0: Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. I want you to check out, uh, in particular, the information on gold and silver as it relates to what we're discussing. There are all kinds of different types of product that you can see at our website and you yourself could own if you want to go through the e-store. Maybe you'd like to put it into storage because, let's face it, when you're talking about thousands of ounces of silver, it does get cumbersome. It is a heavy product. You may want to look at storage to be safe and to have liquidity. That is an option for you as well. And, of course, we always are happy to help you put gold and silver, physical gold and silver that you can touch, own, that is allocated to you and segregated into your RSP or TFSAs or any other type of registered account. And we do so with the bonus of one gram of gold free of charge for every 5,000 US you put into those accounts up to a maximum of 10 grams. Now, before we go to break, there is certainly Uh, A a lot of knowledge out there that exists uh, pertaining to gold and silver, but I think one of the best overall indications is what is the rest of the world that we care about? The bankers, the people who have money, who never tell us about gold and silver, who never talk about it being the go-to way to protect your wealth, who will from time to time always talk negatively even about it. What are they doing? Well, if you want to stick around for a couple of minutes with us while we're at break, we're going to come back with a little bit of an update on exactly what the bankers are doing and what they really feel about as it relates to gold. What are they saying? Well, it might surprise you. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Again, guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. We're going to take a small break and come right back here on The Real Money Show. You've been listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto welcome back once again to the real money show with guildhall wealth management and fellas let's start by talking a little bit about what we left the last segment touching on which was the central banks and what they're doing with gold and up to this point in the show we've talked about the story behind the headlines and what the uh stephen roach from the china morning post was saying about the truth as it relates to the u.s economy numerous holes everywhere bleeding out low savings rates You touched on using uh, homes as an ATM, Jeremy. Another common thing that's happening around the world, globally, that's happening everywhere. And uh, Paul, you were talking about diamonds earlier, and we're going to tie that together with some gold and silver in a minute. But another theme here is that the truth is really being hidden in many ways, one of which is what are banks actually doing? What are they doing to protect themselves? Are they buying the same assets they're telling us? to own, to protect our wealth traditionally? It turns out they're not, Jeremy. And we've talked about this before, but what is this latest article saying about what central banks are doing
2: as it relates to gold? So this article came out uh, through Bloomberg and it was written by uh, Ranjitha Pakiam, And uh, he's talking about world central banks want more gold. In particular, he's focusing this particular article on uh, the Reserve Bank of India purchasing, they're back into the buying gold game. Right, so we know that their first major purchase was back in two thousand nine. They bought two hundred tons from the IMF. I remember the the uh, when the IMF dumped it, right? The price went down, and then. China turned around, and I mean India turned around and bought it uh, very quickly, and the price started to move up again. But uh, they they uh, increased their stash by 42 tons last year, adding in January and February. So it's a pretty recent thing that they're starting to add. Uh, they're looking to potentially purchase another one and a half million ounces of gold in 2019, or what what would be known as about 46.7 tons. Um, the reasons. Heightened geopolitical economic uncertainty, Um, of course, central banks want to diversify their reserves, and this comes back to the U.S. dollar, right? Um, that countries want to circumvent the U.S. dollar. The trust in the U.S. dollar is gone. There's also an oppositional stance being taken from the U.S. across the globe, and so central banks want to hedge against that. And they don't have the world's reserve currency, quote-unquote, air quotes, Uh, So they need a different type of reserve currency and gold is that type of reserve. We know that Turkey was able to use that reserve to sell some gold and, and do what they needed with that. Venezuela did the same. So it's important for these countries to have some sort of reserve currency and gold is one of the ways to go. Now. India is not the only one. We know that China's been buying uh, voraciously, so is uh, Russia. And then, you know, there's there's the smaller countries like, uh, well, there's Iran and, and these type of countries that, again, all trying to circumvent the U.S. dollar. And where does this go from there? From here, now it's interesting to note how that kind of plays into what we're seeing in the markets. You know, we ha- we saw billions of ounces of paper being sold uh, last week in the gold market, push the price down didn't break support but why? My personal thesis is that there's actually not enough physical gold to go around. they use paper push the price down get some people to, to give up their physical gold so that entities like the the Central Bank of, of India can continue to acquire
0: listen silver right now if it was trading at the average overall since we've opened our doors of 55 to 1 of gold which it has been the average overall we'd be trading at 24 dollars an ounce nothing but paper is the uh, detriment of silver more so uh, and these markets in around the world that trade paper believe me they understand the value of gold better than anyone maybe mm-hmm. and it's the reason why they work so hard to do it sometimes but the truth is that uh, when these markets explode and move to higher ground, you'll get left behind if you're
2: not in the market. It's not a catch-up market. You can't play catch-up. And history shows, history shows that that's, that's the case, that supply-demand always rules the day eventually.
0: Okay, you mentioned about world banks and uh, world central banks and gold, and it's interesting because we're in Canada, right? Canada's a resource-rich country, correct? Yes. Tons of gold to be found, lots of mining operations up north. Where in the top 100 economies of the world, let's say, does Canada
2: rank? For. in gold holdings? um, I believe we're in the very, very low end. I would say probably something like 99 out of 100.
0: We are 99 out of 100 in terms (laughs) of (laughs) gold. I might have fed that to you because I love prying on that, uh, preying on that type of news. It never ceases to amaze me how we allow our investment
2: options to be dictated to us well the thing is is by by canada not owning any physical gold you question where the, where the sovereignty is because gold is a way to create sovereignty right if you own gold We're giving china it owns that's, that's china it owns is. a you know who knows how much tons and tons of gold a that lot. they have but that's to, that's to protect their sovereignty if if canada doesn't own any gold where is their sovereignty? There is none. So who, who owns them in in that sense? But this is about the individual listening, right? You have to protect your own sovereignty and you have to protect against your own government who wants to take money away from you. Because the government's not gonna hand you hand you money, right? But it's it's tax return time. They're gonna hand you back your own money. But
1: it's easier to print paper than it is to own gold. It's as simple as of that. Of course, absolutely. So, if we look at gold and silver, and silver is the most undervalued uh, metal out there, it's not only a precious metal, it's an industrial metal. If all the economies around the world are doing so great, why is the price of silver so depressed? Because they want to keep the price down. They need the price of low silver and low gold. It's the but, antithesis
0: of the US dollar, the reserve currency of the world. That's but why.
1: It's going to explode. And, you know, for me, one of the best ways to own gold or silver, and especially silver, is to use allocated finance to buy the product. Okay, what is allocated finance? Explain have- it to the listener. So instead of you, for example, 1,000 ounces of silver with commissions would cost you around about 24,500 Canadian right today. To buy 1,000 ounces. To buy 1,000 ounces. Okay, but, but using allocated finance and only putting up 20%. Instead of putting up 24,500, you're putting up 8,300 Canadian.
0: Bang for the buck, right there. Right.
1: So, in U.S. funds, that would be 61.70 U.S. because silver and gold is traded in U.S. funds. So, for you to double your money, silver only has to move up $6. So, if you're an investor and you're looking at buying 5,000 ounces, you're putting up $41,500. That move or $8 Canadian, you're going to double your money. You can take that money out. You can take your profit out. In actual fact, if you want to... Take back your principal. Take back your principal, and now you've got what we call a bet for nothing. So this is a a tremendous way to own gold or silver. It doesn't matter which one. You can put up as little as 20% and have the same product. It's kept in our depository. Um, you can go visit it. You'll get the bar numbers. It's an incredible way to use somebody else's money to make money in this market. And you have to look at the price of gold and have to look at the price of silver. There is more upside than downside. When silver is trading at you know just under fifteen dollars and gold is just under thirteen hundred dollars, what a great way to own it. Or if you want to just buy it outright, you can buy it outright. You can go through our store. You can put it in the depository, you know. And again, Darren, you can put it in an RSP, a TFSA. If you've never owned uh, a TFSA, I think what is the maximum you can put in? Oh, RFSA? it's well over sixty thousand now. $60, 000, yeah, absolutely. Sixty-two 5, I think, Canadian. What a great way. That's a tax-free saving account. That's the way you should own this product.
0: Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to, and I encourage you to do just that. And if you're on that site and you'd like to know more about allocated financing, maybe you pick up the phone number and you give us a call at the office. We'll be happy to send you over an example or ask for it. When you're filling out your form to request information, there's a section there where you could say, Talk to me about allocated financing, write it in there. Let us know that you're interested and we'll send you an example. And uh, if it's for you and you like the idea of making a lot more money and supercharging your investment, then perhaps allocated financing will be the best way for you to pursue the ownership of physical gold and silver. Now, gentlemen... As we're getting uh, closer to the end of the show, I did want to bring up another little bit of information because you're on the topic of silver in particular. And Jeremy, you brought up a point just a minute ago about how resilient gold and silver have been over the last couple of weeks a lot of negativity certainly when the price doesn't do as it's supposed to of course every client and every analyst is entitled to their feedback to their opinion on what the market's doing we tend to follow the ones that we trust the most one of which i follow is a commodity trade mantra And they're saying right now that the technical charts indicate silver prices are very much ready to go higher. And a lot of it is due squarely to the fact that it has been so resilient. Every little drop has been bought right back.
2: Yeah, there's been a, um, I don't want to say a lull, but there's been... Um, I think there's an exhaustion there. Of just mm-hmm. you're seeing the Brexit thing go on. You're seeing the China trade deal go on. Um, thankfully, the markets didn't didn't collapse after December, and and you know that the that the markets rebounded. And then you kind of get gold and silver range bound in a sense, waiting for for some news, um, just on the price point. Of course, we're talking about supply and demand, and I, I know from the microcosm of my desk that that there's there, the majority, the vast majority are all buyers. There are very, very few sellers out there at this point. So we know that it's just being continued to be accumulated. And when you see what happens is if the market goes sideways for too long, you know you're, you're either headed for an up 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 tide or the market's going to come down a little bit. Well, it looks like they tried to push it down. It didn't. So now what happens? The market just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yes, it's waiting for a bid. But don't worry about that. As a, as a new investor, you don't have to worry about that. You have to get in. You have to accumulate. And you want to be accumulating at the lowest prices that you possibly can. So you want to take advantage of those type of drops. On on the other side, this is a long-term thing. I always talk about your inflation rebate. Well, an inflation rebate doesn't happen overnight. We all buy into a stock or an investment, and there's a part of us that hopes it goes up right away and that it goes up in in one straight line for the next 10 years. But life doesn't really work that way. You have to acquire it. You accumulate it. And over time, just as you said in the very first segment, Paul, this is about the ounces, not about the price. This is about in the next five years, how many ounces do you own? Because when the price of silver goes to 50 or or 100 or $150, you're going to be counting ounces, not what did I pay. Yeah, but well,
1: smart investors also buy for the long term. You know, you don't day trade your house. You don't have to day trade gold. You don't have to day trade silver. You don't have to day trade natural fancy color diamonds. They are holds. You put it aside. They will increase in value. Everything that goes up must come down, whether it's real estate, marijuana stocks, cryptocurrencies. They all have their spell of running up and they come down. And when you see increases of 10 and 15% in a day that we've seen in cryptocurrencies and we've seen in marijuana stocks, Trust me, it's going to happen in gold and silver. You're going to see moves where silver will go up 3 $4 in a day, and gold will go up $50 in a day. And you'll say, where did that come from? Because every dog has its day. And, you know, gold and silver have been two dogs right now. And they're going to come back.
0: Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. And for those following along, watching, technically, we call the silver chart right now the falling wedge pattern take a peek look it up see what happens at the end of those falling wedges 2011 the price went from 18 to 49. Who knows where the price of silver might go this time around. If you're in it and you're in it to win it, then you're going to own it now. And that's why we are telling you that you should have gold and silver. Physical only, not paper. When we come back, we'll get through that fourth segment. There is much more to talk about here on The Real Money Show and uh, a lot about Colored Diamonds as well. You are listening and tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host, and with me today on the show, Jeremy Wiseman and Paul Wiseman, part of the Wiseman family that have been here with us on The Real Money Show since the very beginning of the show back in 2008 and nine. And gentlemen, this has been a long run. This has been opportunities. There have been highs and lows, but one thing that has been for certain, when the gains happen and this is above and beyond what is already insurance for your wealth this is not about the long-term hold we know that silver and gold is a long-term hold when the gains really are forcing the the hand of the people that are going to have to buy and get into these markets or they're going to miss it it happens fast and we know this because we participated in no less than four major climactic moments so far in this bull market the last one coming in 2011 and as we were saying in the last segment Things are lining up very well for gold and silver. They've been resilient, which is technically fantastic. They've been trading in a range, which being range bound, again, building a base, technically fantastic. We've seen the, well, I guess the warning shot across the bow of the stock market in December, leading up to bit of a cooling back period in February, where we saw about 10, 12% of the stock market come back. It has been built up since then there has been more debt thrown at it as we talked about earlier in the show which does it every time but again building that wall of worry that will collapse because there's more and more weight put up on there and those pillars haven't been strengthened there's no organic growth in the marketplace the job scene as you said earlier in the show paul not strong like we expect it or need it to be in order to say hey maybe gold and silver isn't a good way to go right now so while that's the case and all of this economic uncertainty exists I cannot help but tell our listeners to get over to guildhallwealth.com, find out the information they need, and own an insurance policy well, as good as natural fancy colored diamonds, silver, and gold.
1: Well, this is the thing. If, I mean, if the um, jobless claims went up 37,000 in the US uh, last week, um, you know, if retail stores are having such a bad time, are those 37,000 people getting employed, employed on the internet? The answer is no. You know they're hiring robots it's you know a robot you don't have to pay if it was in canada canada pension unemployment workman's comp you know and they're reliable 24 hours a day that's what the world is going to is you know technology
0: use our own client base we get a lot of people that come in here that are a entrepreneurial own their own businesses and b uh have been working in a particular situation where they've come into some wealth or they've got a pension because they're dealing with the registered accounts so we get exposure to a lot of different scenarios one of the things that never ceases to amaze me is that a nobody and i mean nobody not a percent of people that come in here are talking about a booming economy as it relates to their profession they're not talking about massive well, mortgage, hiring. mortgage brokers are well again come and gone though come and gone that they had their heyday over the last little while I'm saying on the large majority of things they might even have good businesses that have been steady that allow mm-hmm. them to have the disposable income to put into gold and silver but they're not touting this as being one of those boom periods that have been like the ones before when we saw when we were younger when our parents were involved in big boom periods this is not the same Paul you've been through a few you know what it looks like and feels like and this doesn't pass the scent test at all does it
1: no i you know i i look every day i say i don't understand it i don't understand the markets you know i look at uh the stock markets to me it's a casino when i see stocks go up 10 15 in one jump in one day it's not feasible it doesn't make any sense and yet we look at precious metals. I look at gold and silver, which has been around for 5,000 years. It's been real money, stands the test of time. Will It will also stand the test of time when everything collapses, when fiat currencies collapse, uh, when stock markets take a hit. Because what I said before, what goes up eventually has to come down. There has to be some type uh, of corrections. It's and the credit cycle. The credit cycle is going to correct. And when the corrections happen... You know, everybody says safe haven has always been gold. You know, or they talk about the Japanese yen. You can't talk about the Japanese yen. I mean, you know, they've got zero credit. The,
2: there's there's going to be a lack of trust, right? Right now, people uh, tend to just hope that the government is going to take care of them and save them. Well, wait till their pension plans come through and they realize that they they invested a loaf of bread and got back a couple slices. You know that's when things are going to be rough. I think that in a generation or two, there's going to be new politicians who are, you know, two years old right now. They're going to sit there and go, "That's not my debt. I'm not. T- I'm not paying that. That's not mine." But I think over time you're seeing this incredible growth of debt. Just look at history. In 1965, Lyndon Johnson took silver out of the out of the coinage. That was the final link you know yes there was the there was the the decoupling of the gold standard in 71 but taking the silver out of the coinage meant that the fed could start printing money and they did and by 71 they had no choice but to lift the gold standard and what happened to gold and silver over that 15 year period we went silver from went from a dollar 20 to Basically in the 60s, up to 50, $50 an ounce. So it doesn't happen in a, in a one-day period where you go, oh, I think there's going to be inflation. I think there's going to be some consequences as a result. No, it takes time. But when it happens, it happens so quick that you can't buy insurance after the fire. You have to have it before. So you had to be prepared. Now
0: exactly, you had to be prepared. You had to have that position existing, and you had to accumulate so, over that time. Imagine, so imagine in, 19, in the middle of nineteen seventies, gold is trading at two fifty, and all of a sudden it's one hundred and twenty five a year later. How many people just left? Half maybe more of the market, especially speculators, only to miss out on what was arguably the best bull market ever for gold up to that point. 2,300% rise, and as good as gold was during that decade, silver rose 3,200%, most of which came 90 days prior to the very peak of the market. So there is nothing better than to be prepared, especially in this market right now, because you will have insurance and you will also have the potential to make more money than you've ever made.
1: Well, it's always, I've always said, it's better to be a month, two months too early than one day too late. People always say, well, i wait for the price to come back or i wait for it to drop. And guess what? When the market starts taking off, it doesn't drop. This is an insurance policy. Uh, Everybody has life insurance, car insurance, home insurance. You know, we don't want to collect. We don't want to have a fire at home. We don't want to die. We don't ever want to collect. Gold and silver is just that insurance policy against confiscation of your wealth, the printing of money inflation. It's going to happen. You had a great run, seven, eight years in the stock market. It's been rosy, but eventually it's going to come off. And when it does come off, it's going to come off and hurt. There's still a lot of investors that haven't got back in the market since 2008. I mean, they just terrified. If you've got $50,000 and you lost 40% or 50% of your money and you had 25,000, you're a little scared to get back in the market. If you've got 30 million and you lost half half of that money You've still got $15 million big homes. It doesn't hurt you.
0: Otherwise, the 1% is a bit sheltered. Well, not a bit sheltered, gentlemen. Let's face it, they're very sheltered. But in order to accumulate that wealth, I will say this. There's not a lot of commonality amongst that 1%. One thing is they own assets like gold and silver. Some own gold and silver, other collectibles, natural fancy colored diamonds. This is all part of that puzzle that they have learned to put together and become part of that 1% we would like our listeners to do the same we want you that is listening right now to be part of that one percent that is the wealthiest out there to do that you have to make sound decisions one of which we believe is to own physical precious metals and natural fancy colored diamonds with that in mind the website to go to to get more information right now is guildhallwealth.com go there guildhallwealth.com we will be happy to send a package of information out to you if you'd like to look at diamonds Let's include that in the information package as well and get on to the weekly news uh, email uh, news list because that is where we source out some very, very good articles and send those out to you once a week.
1: And go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Even if you want to buy a 10-ounce bar, a couple of hundred dollars, you want to buy some one-ounce maples, or you want to buy larger amounts, you can call us. Uh, We'll be happy to oblige. We can set up an appointment to come and see us. Anything over $1,000 in the e-store, we ship out free of charge.
2: Yep with with a tracking number and it's fully insured. Yeah. And then of course, the registered accounts where you can have your product fully allocated, fully segregated, stored in Toronto, you can even go to the vault and personally audit your holdings. This is this is exactly how you want to own precious metals to have zero counterparty risk means no paper. So people say, oh, do I get a certificate with that? No, you don't get a certificate. You get your itemized inventory report with your name on it and the serial numbers. We don't need a certificate because that is proof that you have the physical product. It's not a promissory note, folks. It is the actual physical thing. And
0: if you were to come see it and view it, you yourself would be amazed. We highly recommend you do it. If you're there, go to guildhallwealth.com. And again, use the number there as well. You can get through and get product into there. And we want to remind reminder that we forgot to do earlier, Paul, the allocated financing accounts where you can put up as little as 20% of the value of the metal you want to invest in, those also qualify for one free gram of gold for every thousand ounces of silver or every 10 ounces of gold that are put into the account. So that is another way for you to get up to a maximum of 10 free grams of gold that we're happy to give to you at no extra charge just for becoming a client here at Guild Hall. Now, gentlemen, busy week ahead. Lots coming up. We're going to be talking about the JCK show, which again, diamond prices, I hate to say it, they're going higher and this happens every year it's the same thing so we want to let our listeners know to be tuning in over the next few weeks because we will be talking about that show and what it means more pink diamond news coming up in the next few weeks as well and uh, no adjustments we are down to the wire in terms of the next 12 months for the argyle mine on pink diamond so as expected Prices will be going higher there. I want to thank you, too, for being part of the show today. Uh, this has been a pleasure, as always. And Paul's great to have you out for the show today. Uh, we want to. I
1: finally got an airing, huh?
0: That's it, eh? Isn't that's it? it. I know how busy you are. The last few months have been extremely busy for you, so it is important. But as, it's, uh, as it comes to a close, guildhallwealth.com is the website. We want to thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.